Hello and welcome to the season 2 of Life Happens for Real podcast. This season is going to be very interesting and different. I'm your host Ruman and today I'm speaking with Naz Joshi. So Naz Joshi is India's first international fashion model, show stopper and first cover model from the trans community. So without wasting any time, let's bring in Naz Joshi and uh, so ha- hello Naz how are you doing it's a pleasure having you um, i'm doing very well thank you thanks to almighty god thank you thank you so much for being here it's a pleasure same here so yeah uh so can we go into the questions part are you ready i am always ready oh my god i have a dozen questions lined up for you Okay. Yes, shoot, so, shoot. okay, starting with the first one. Okay, take me a bit back to the beginning. Uh mm-hmm. so talk to me a bit about your family and mostly about your childhood at large. So how was that for you? Uh actually I am born in Delhi and my dad um was Punjabi. He's late uh, he's uh, passed away now. and my mom is muslim and she converted herself into hindu to marry my dad obviously it was love marriage and i was the first child uh, you know so when i was born i used to look very cute you know cute like okay. little girl and i still have a photograph of my dad holding me in uh, his hand and uh, i have that photograph and uh, i i'm looking like a cute girl so when i grew you know a little more like till the age of uh six and seven i used to look like girl and i remember you know uh i uh putting on little mom's makeup and uh putting on lip gloss you know i still have a photograph which is have a lip gloss on it so you know i was uh, kind of uh, happy till not then but then you know uh family friends and my uh school people and my uh relatives they started interviewing in between and they said that you know what's wrong with uh, you know him and why he behaves like a girl and he plays girl, with dolls okay. all the time and he is you know like you know you need to get him treated i hope you know they should say that i you know they we hope he's not uh, you know from a kinder community or you should give it to the kinder community they should say things like that so that was bringing a lot of shame to my parents and they sent me out to my uh, cousin uh mama you know and mumbai so that you know uh, they are away from all this uh, crap by then so i was sent away and um, i yeah i was uh, about to uh, yeah i was about to come to that so i was about to ask you so when did you realize that you were a trans woman okay these people realized that you know you were actually acting like a girl so uh mm-hmm. after learning that you know you were a trans how did your parents react to the same see i got to know that i'm trans at very very later stage you know i we didn't know what is trans we didn't mm-hmm. know about it you know mm-hmm. like uh, in uh, when i was a kid we didn't even know the term homosexual or gay or whatever there was only this thing aadmi aurat and hijra you know so people yeah. should think that i'm a hijra you know but for me i was always a girl and whenever i looked in a mirror i always looked at a very pretty girl and always talked like you know as a girl to myself but uh, you know for the world i was different but for myself i was never a different person i was mm-hmm. always the same person so um if you ask me this question when did i realize so p- people in fact told me when, when i went to college 
that you know uh, you know you are gay or something like that so i never understood you know what is gay they said you know uh, and but you know in that circle lgbtq circle i was never fit because um, when i used to meet any gay man you know he was never attracted towards me because i was very feminine and later i got to meet when i met a trans girl in my life and she told me that you know there is something called trans and you should go to a psychiatrist and psychologist to get confirmed then i got to know i'm a trans initially i never knew that what trans even means so the thing is that you know how did your parents react to this um see uh, obviously when they got to know when i was child i was a very feminine child you know yeah. initially it took it like very lightly they said nahi theek ho jayega you know it will be fine and kids do that and there a lot of you know girls also they say main khaunga and main jaunga like that people a lot of girls also in their kids but mm-hmm. you know the uh, what was mattering to my parents what bothering to my parents was uh, the taunts that was coming from the society you know society oh, doesn't okay. you know make us live you know the way we want to whether mm-hmm. it's like a, a unmarried woman who's 30 35 divorced woman widowed woman single woman i think it's a very patriarchal society that we are living in so nobody can question if there is a girl you know who is like wanting to dress up as a boy they call it they people parents are very proud oh hamari ladki you know is like not ladku ladku jaisi hai ladki jaisa nahi hai so they get very they feel very proud if the girl is you know riding a bike or girl is you know wearing a man shirt and men trousers they get very proud but when there is a boy and he's acting like a girl that becomes a shame to the society and society doesn't take it so because of that pressure coming from society they had to take the decision to send me out so yeah okay uh, to my understanding they abandoned you yes they abandoned me and how old were you when they did this i think i was in seven i was seven years old i was studying class 1 mm-hmm. and when they abandoned you so where did you go uh they abandoned me in a way that uh, i just don't get out of the house they gave me a house to stay in in like my uh, parental uh, uncle uh, so it was a cousin brother of my mom so i went in there and i was uh, told you know they will be your guardians now So you go and you study in Mumbai. And I want to interrupt here when you say that they sent you to my maternal uncle. The thing is that uh-huh. were they accepting of you? Uh, the uncles or the mama and papa. The uncle, yes, you know, because obviously my parents had paid him a couple of money, you know, that uh, okay, you know, you would need uh, for her when she he when he grows up when I was he then. and he mm-hmm. grows up and he wants to go to school so they gave him money but that money was never used for my benefit you know in fact i was when i went to mumbai i was made to work at a dhaba to uh, you know earn for my studies i was made to work uh, in the house also because there were like around seven of uh, the babies all of us you know and i was the eighth one and uh, we were living in a chawl you know uh, somewhere down the borivali line or something and uh, yeah i was like uh, you know made to work very early but that gave me a lot of confidence also because financially i was independent you know i had that you know okay fine i'm earning so you know i could uh, expend in whatever way i used to like i should pay buy toys which i used to like myself in like dolls and all and that's to help my studies also okay they did not support you that means no my uncle okay. uh, you know he 
kind of ate all the money that my parents had given him. You know, he didn't give me a single penny. So that was the case. Uh, so can you talk more about this phase of abandonment? Like, you know, all the feelings that were associated with it. Mm-hmm. Did you feel isolated? Yeah. You know, um, for me, initially what I thought was it was a trip to my uncle's house, you know. I never realized that they are, you know, they never told me this, that they're throwing me out of the house or something. But initially it was, uh, you know, that, that I'm going, I'm come, come here for holidaying. And uh, later when, when my uh, uncle told me that you want to stay here with uh, us, I cried. I cried a lot that, you know, I won't be able to go to my parents and I won't be able to see them. And I was a kid, I didn't know how to go back to, you know, my, my uh, place because that time we didn't even have landlines and I didn't have the number even though we had landlines, you know. So I had no idea how to contact my parents. I had no idea about my uh, address of my uh, house because when you're going for the first time, you know, when it's so small and you don't even know how to come back to your home because seven-year-old kid, you send him to Mumbai, how he or she is going to come back to his own house on his own? It was impossible. So I kind of, you know, made terms with my life. I said, okay, this is the life. Let's accept it, you know, that way. And as a kid, I was doing everything that I was asked to do. So how, uh, you know, how was their behavior towards you? And talk more about the isolation you used to feel. Okay. So their behavior was very, very, uh, you know, step kind of a behavior. Like how would you see Cinderella's mom, you know? Yeah. So typical Cinderella's mom and um, uncle and uh, actually isolation I would not say because it was a very small house and filled up you know uh, kids like seven kids okay, and I was the eighth yeah, one yeah. so it wasn't an isolation isolation you know because I remember playing with them I remember going out with them so it was not that isolation yeah uh, you know when we are kids our memory is not that sharp you know so yeah. somewhere down the line, I also forgot about my home and I also forgot about my parents and all. So, you know, I, uh, but yes, it used to hurt initially a lot. Yeah. But then later I got uh, conditioned and I got accustomed to the new atmosphere. So you did not feel any isolation? No, I didn't feel any isolation as such, no. Because after a while, I just forgot how my parents even looked like. Yeah, I mean, little children, you know, they do not, they do not understand what is really happening with them. And they also tend to forget a lot of things. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, exactly. So, uh, so what happened after that? Uh, what happened after that was that I was going to school uh, I uh, took an entry in uh, one of the uh, BMC schools, Bombay mm-hmm. Municipal Corporation, and the fee was very less. I remember, well, I think it was very like some some rupee or something. And uh, I was working at a dhaba. It was in Film City, the dhaba. And uh, my job was to you know send uh, you know like what uh, you know uh, take tea to the film stars and take tea to the all these people you know. So I remember I was wearing the loose, loose shirts and, you know, small, like, you know, this small, like, uh, what you call that, uh, uh, shorts and going to this thing. And you must be knowing the small kids, you know, holding chai ka, this thing, and chai, 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 chai. 
So I was doing this yeah. chai 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 chai. So, but it was fun to watch those, you know, film stars, and it was fun to see everybody out there in film uh, city. And then uh, in the evening, obviously, you know, uh, I used to get shirt, and we used to get one cab from there, you know, like where we used to take everybody, all of us, to wherever we wanted. So um, then he used to drop me back home, and uh, I used to come back and do a little work of home also, and then I used to study, you know. But this, you know, this thing from seven to eleven, you know, it was like. Uh, now, if I uh, come to see of it, it just flew, you know. Let's say uh, there was this time, and they said, "Is this passed by smoothly?" Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. there's nothing that you know I could say that you know I have uh, thinking of there's a rift or something in my mind, or is there something which I say that you know I was sad about? No, I think I got accustomed to this new atmosphere and this new working thing and. Going to school, it became like normal. You know, it was a new normal for me. Like you know, how COVID has become new normal for all of us. So that situation became new normal to me. And uh, at the age of eleven, uh, I was gangrened by my cousins. Yeah, okay? yeah, that and, is what uh, I was. That was really yeah. painful story to share. So as far as my memory goes, you know, I uh, was coming back from my uh, Thaba. And uh, my, there was some party going on at home. My uncle and aunt were not there, so they were like my four cousins were there, and uh, they asked me, you know, why don't you make something? Because I was eleven and I knew cooking by then, you know. So I said, okay, I'll bring something for you guys. So I got something, and I made bhajiyas. You know, bhajiyas are very famous. So I made bhajiyas. So they were drinking. They said, why don't you take a sip? I said, no, I, I don't, I, I don't want to. I said, make a sip. So it's a chee chee, you know, it's a bad thing, you know, gandhi cheese. I don't want to. So they said, okay, have Coke or have Pepsi. Our memory is there. That you know, kanchi wali bottle lati thi. You know that kanchi wala bottle. I don't remember. And uh, that they asked me to have it. So I had that. Uh, and after that, I don't know. I went to sleep. And when I woke up, I was all in pain. And I uh, woke up in a hospital. You know. And uh, I had no clue what happened to me. All I could feel was a lot of pain, and a lot of stitches. And uh, you know, um, my uh, this thing the the uh, I don't I don't want to say it here because um, you know I just can't can't narrate that story to you in words because it was so painful. Yeah, yeah. Entire thing. And on the top of that, my uncle came in the hospital and he said, you know what. Um, I can't take responsibility for the. From here, you are totally free. You go wherever you want to go. Because he was scared, you know. If I come back and I tell this incident somebody, he was scared. So um, I was just I was in the this thing. I was in the hospital uh, all the time. And even my uh, this thing, the owner of the dhaba, he came in and he said that you know what happened, and he was ready to take me uh, with him. And he said we have a place. Where you can stay, but I said no. I don't want to do that. I don't want to. You know, now I want to do something different. Now, I want to do something else. You know, but what uh, was it? Then you know, I met a trans woman from a queer community who was right there next to my bed. So <laughs> she could recognize, obviously, when you know you have trans women, and they can recognize that femininity in you. And uh, so she's asked me, you know, that uh, do you like to dress up as a girl, or you know, do you wear makeup and all? I said yes. I love it. He said, "I am from the uh, community. Why don't you come with us? And uh, you will make money also. And uh, you have a, inshallah, good height. And uh, you should come. And uh, we'll take care of you. And you know, uh, but we can't afford for you for studies. Okay? 
I said, sorry, for me, studies make a lot of difference because this is what I have learned from my grandmother when I was very small that, you know, a star, like, like what we say in Hindi is like, you know, aapka, uh, you know, is the most important thing you can you know, and I read that in my school books also. So I wanted to complete my studies. So I said, do you have any other option? So she said, yes, uh, one of my friend is working in a bar. I said, okay, so, I'll yeah, go there. Yeah, and I went yeah, yeah, yeah. Before we so listen to the rest of the story. I, I met uh, a, a very nice gentleman who was from Chennai. Uh, his name was Venkatesh and we used to call him Anna. And uh, he met me and he treated me like a daughter. From the age of 11, 17, I didn't Because if I to dance, if I want to dance, I can dance. If I don't so want you- to dance, she was taking care of me, you know. Yeah. In a so you like ended, up in a, ended up in a dance bar, right? Dance bar. We had a dance bar at, uh, you know, uh, uh, this thing, what you call ground floor. And we had staying for the first floor, okay? So Anna was staying there, you know, Renka Katesh's wife was there. His kids were there. Then there were two, three girls who had who was from Northeast and other places also. They were also staying there. So we used to, uh, I used to remember, you know, like we had a television uh, every Sunday, she watched movies there, and uh, Mirko, it was free. You no, know, he was like, if you want, if you feel like dancing, you feel like dancing. And I felt like dancing because I was free to wear women's clothes there and dance, and I used to enjoy it a lot. And uh, then was a time I think when I started watching Sri Devi a lot, and I started wearing, I started watching a style statement, what is to do, and I, I should go to the tailor and to tell him that, Mujhe aisa hai, kapra. you know, I want to make like this, like a three, uh, like maybe it was. Her dress from Chandni, or was it her dress from Lame? I used to do it all, and I used to copy it all. So yeah, did so, you did you did you feel a little liberated when you went to the dance part? Yes, I felt very liberated. In fact, you know, it was like I said, I was like the best time, you know, oh. I had. So um, then, you know, uh, uh, we we heard that you know bars are now closing down. Okay. And Anna said that I have to go back, you know, uh, to the Chennai. He offered me that you want to come to Chennai. I said, no, what will I do there? You know, I, I don't want to go there. So then, um, um, incidentally, I met my cousin's sister, Viveka Babaji, online, you know. And uh, I met her and she uh, she saw a couple of my pictures of childhood. And uh, she said, you know, you are this. I said, yeah. Then she, she asked me to meet her, you know. So then I started I started staying with her in Bandra, you know, in Mumbai, okay. in her flat. Okay. So uh, she was uh, that time uh, going through a rough phase in a relationship because her first relationship had come to an end and uh, she was going through a tough phase and she said, what do you want to do? Like, you know, you want to study in college here or do you want to do? I said, I don't know. I have no clue what I want to do. She said that uh, what your interest lies in. So she saw my couple of, uh, we used to call SUPW books, you know. So she saw those books and she saw my painting and she saw my sketching and she said, you have a very good flair even in your styling also. And you've been uh, drawing also. I suggest you become fashion designer. Okay. And it was the first time I heard that there's something called fashion designer also because till that time I only heard about uh, doctors and engineers or you know uh, bank managers like that. I never heard what fashion designer is. So she made me see ZTV and there was this uh, program going on that time called Kup Surat by Rashmi Vidmani where they used to show uh, fashion shows by designers and all. And I was very okay. mesmerized by seeing all that you know thing. So I thought, okay, I also want to become Ritu Berry now, you know, so I was like very idolized seeing Ritu Berry. So uh, I appeared for examinations in uh, Pearl Academy of Fashion. I cleared that and I started studying at Pearl Academy of Fashion in New Delhi. I came back to Delhi 
and I was, you know, studying in NIFT also. And uh, then I graduated from IMT Ghaziabad. And then finally, I got a job with two of my very big designers whom I really wanted to work and I really admired, Ritu Kumar and Ritu Berry. You know, I worked with them. And my problem was, again, you know, femininity. I was very feminine. I was, I was just dressed up like a guy. So they were supportive because they had seen the world, you know. So they thought, okay, being gay, because they should think I'm gay, you know. So they should think that being gay in the fashion industry is normal. And they had gay friends, you know, like uh, they had designer friends. And for them, this was perfectly fine. But the so, problem was, you know, the, the Kari girls who were working there, the our embroidery, our embroidery, people who should do our embroidery, people who should do stitch our garments, they were very uh, bad. You know, they used to pass on very bad comments. Chakka agya, hijra agya. So I used to go home and cry a lot and I used to have sleeping pills and go to sleep. But, you know, I thought that, you know, it's not working out. So I um, applied for more jobs in fashion, but I never got any job because of my femininity only. So, so you were not became, happy in that place, right? I was not happy and I was not, uh, you know, uh, see, kya hota hai? You know, we are creative people. We are creative people. If we, if we are mentally depressed and mentally sad, our creativity won't come out, you know. So the same thing, my creativity was stuck somewhere. And I said, you know, fuck it, I don't want to, you know, uh, do this. And then, um, you know, I started looking for other job because I had MBA and all. I started looking for other jobs also. And uh, I saw a job of uh, what you call uh, spa, uh, where they had an advertisement uh, of being a manager. But before that, I had already decided that I want to go for uh, this thing, what you call surgery, some surgery. Because yeah, yeah. I, so I um, was to, yeah, yeah, I want to interrupt you here. So the thing is, you had decided that you had to go for this secretary assignment surgery, which we will come to later. So the mm-hmm. thing is that, you know, you mentioned in your story that you had to go, you, uh, you were prompted to go into sex work, that is prostitution. So what yeah. prompted you to go into sex work? Money. Okay. Just money. Okay, hmm. because because there I was... wanted money and all of it. Yeah, yeah. Because so sadly, were... uh, sadly, but then there was no such NGOs, you know, helping us or even government for that matter, like Tamil Nadu and Kerala. They have you know started uh, funding trans people and they have started funding them in uh, terms of you know, sexism surgery. Mm-hmm. But in Delhi, we still don't have it and. At that time, you know, surgeries were very expensive. Okay. Now, today, they are a little lesser expensive because now we have options to go to Thailand and get it done because we were not exposed to Thailand at that period. But even if uh, you know, the cost in India comes to 5 lakhs and okay. cost in uh, Thailand comes to about 2.5 or 3 lakhs. Okay? So, uh, but I uh, thought that I will go and I seeked help from a lot of trans girls. I said, please mm-hmm. guide me. How do I go through but none of them helped me. They said, Nay, mat karao, and don't do this and you won't suggest and all that you know, crap. So I don't know why they were discouraging me, but they were discouraging me. So I uh, you know, went to Google, our best friend. And yeah. I went to Google and I Googled, you know, sex seven surgery in Delhi. So I met this surgeon and he guided me that you know, first you need to have a uh, you know, certificate from a psychiatrist and psychologist both. You need to have sessions with them. Unlike today, today, you know, you have to go to a district magistrate and he will give you the certificate for transgender. But earlier it was different. Earlier you have to meet a psychiatrist and psychologist to get that certificate, you know. So I had a few sessions with them and uh, then he suggested me you go to endocrinologist and be on hormones for two years. 
you know so i went and i calculated the price it was coming out to 10000 rupees every month you know okay. so i said theek hai main 10000 to main kaise manage kar lunga i manage 10000 no in working as freelancer i can manage but first was how will i you know uh, collect 3 and a half lakh rupees for surgery so yeah. i uh, i asked a lot of people you know give me a job and you know uh, any any kind of job they want to give but you know when i was on hormones i started transitioning now i was like neither a male nor a female i never was like a female never was like a boy so the so hormones were being so the hormones were being injected right not injected there are oral medicines also and injections okay. also both the injection okay. cost a lot okay. of money about 8 and a half thousand rupees and oral money oral was like what 1500 rupees per month you know so i started doing that before i went into sex work so i uh, you know thought a lot of option lot of options then i saw that advertisement in the uh, this thing in the newspaper seeing that we want looking for a manager come massage therapist you know for a uh, spa and by then i knew what spas are you know i knew that what what's going to happen there so i joined them and as per i uh, had you know imagine i had thought i landed up in sex work you know which was yeah. so damn you no know, yeah, you can narrate uh, that experience uh, in detail please so details uh they are like you know first of all you need to have sex with you know anybody and everybody who can afford you it can be a rickshaw wala it can be a peddler it can be a cycle wala it can be a businessman anybody oh and i was selling my body for rupees 200 can you imagine just 200 rupees and tip if i was lucky i was getting 500 rupees or 1000 rupees like that but to every massage you get 200 rupees you know and i used to end up doing like about say five massages a day so that like 1000 rupees and i was lucky enough i would make you know another 1000 rupees as a tip so uh, i was making 2000 rupees that but it was very very painful experience mentally you know and then obviously i had in back of my mind uh, about my uh, rape that was in my heart of heart so every time i remember i i was going for a client i used to you know get goosebumps because i that i didn't want to do it but still i was doing it because i was seeing my future somewhere down the line mm-hmm. and first that secondly uh, you know there were a lot of rapes that were happening to us uh, not just me to other people as well uh, we were told that you know there's going to be only one client and we were made to serve four clients and we were not even you know allowed to open our mouth because if i if we open our mouth we would be thrown out you know so how will we do it we don't didn't know will we stand on the road or something and that i didn't want to do and um, also you know uh, it was painful in a way that you know like our um, you know the owners and their 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 uh, what you call um, you know salas and uh, their friends and all this would mistreat us very badly because people have you know different kind of fetishes where they used to you know sometimes um, beat us with hunters you know Uh, they used to throw like garam uh, garam chai on our body. You know, can you imagine? And some people, you know, enjoy that giving pain and uh, I don't know what it's called. But we were we were uh, like forced to do all that when we were. So you were you were subjected to violence. Yes, a lot of violence, a lot of violence because uh, we were told that you know if you do that, you'll get more money. You know, so we should do that for money. You know. Uh, i had so many hunter marks on my back when i was i transitioned and i went to laser and then those marks went away but i i had tough time all that doing it and i used to cry every 
minute of my uh, you know two years or three years of journey there i should cry every moment until i found the person who could who was about to change my life forever and who was so, that person um uh, you know i had a friend who was a who was a makeup artist mm-hmm. and uh, he his friend rishita neja who was a fashion photographer who still a fashion blogger and a tattoo artist uh, he was shooting and he he was also from the community itself and he wanted to shoot a project a biopic called the life of a transgender prostitute okay. so he met me he said that nas i'm going to shoot you for one year you have to be comfortable shooting with me while you making out with your client you have to be comfortable with me you know while you're bathing while you're getting dressed while you are standing on a red light area okay you have to do all that okay so you had to um, so you sh- you were shooting and simultaneously you were also into sex work yes i was shooting okay. and i was okay. doing sex work but good part was that i earned some money through uh, rishi also and by 2013 i had enough money to go for sex and surgery and i didn't have to do any more sex work mm-hmm. you know so you so 2013 hamara khatam bhi ho gaya that biopic because i met him to 2012 and by 2013 our biopic was over mm-hmm. so that was good and that uh, you know uh, then i decided that i let me just go for sex and some surgery so i landed up alone um, you know in my uh, clinic for in delhi only i was i got it done and all the sisters were amazed that you know why you have come alone because such a painful surgery you know mentally yeah. and physically and my doctor was also why you don't have any attendant you want any attendant i said sorry i don't have money to have uh, to hire an attendant you know so i remember that you know i told i just went in and i was like very uh, brave enough to to take that step and uh, next i woke up after i came back from the this thing from the operation theater so can and you i was like, can you talk huh? more about the sex reassignment surgery such that the people who don't know about the surgery you know get to know more see it's a surgery where uh, they uh, you know kind of make your penis into the clitoris and whatever extra skin is left they make your vagina and mm-hmm. which is painful you know but uh, still like there are a lot of people who cannot afford it so there is a dissection process also where they just dissect it uh, for the like, kinner community that kinner community do the only, only dissection is there but uh, yeah that did they do it and uh, yes but for that you know you need to be, you need to look, look look like a girl you know because you are a boy and you get it done and you don't even know which loo you have to use later you know so you have to follow protocols and you have to also get a permission from the law like you need to have an affidavit which is signed by a district uh, you know a judge a uh, mm-hmm. court judge so that you know you have taken permission from the court that you are going for sex and surgery so that oh. that was the case so i had prepared all my documents from my endocrinologist who said you know she's ready for the surgery now and from the government from the psychologist and psychiatrist everybody i had taken all the papers so i was there and i was there for 10 days in the hospital so when my you know um, stitches were getting open uh, you know my sister said you know are you very happy now i said i'm not happy but i'll say i'm satisfied because uh, this is the way god should have made me you know mm-hmm. so i have just done what you know i was supposed to uh, be like so uh, i uh, but you know i'll say i was so happy mentally that mm-hmm. that gave me a lot of courage to be on the uh, that table or the table that gave me a lot of courage to take care of myself alone you know i had some money i used to tell 
you know, sisters, I need some, you know, uh, naripani and I want some medicine and all. So I remember that I used to do it on my own, everything. So uh, then I came back home, I was staying alone. So on one hand, I used to have, you know, this glucose bottle. On the other hand, I was cooking and I was doing the, you know, all the safari also. Everything I was doing on my own. I was having my medicines also. That is so, such a bravo. That is such a bravo act. Yeah. And, you know, uh, but you know, life teaches us a lot of things. And I think it was all my past that was buried deep inside my heart that gave me a lot of courage to do all this. And that gave me the strength to do all this. So I think, um, so both of them and after I got my first assignment uh, for ramp up. That was also the showstopper, you know. Which is beautiful. That I was going to walk the ramp, and to my surprise, I was showstopper at Rajasthan uh, Designer Festival in 2013. That was the first big break. I got in first break also, you know. So I became the first transgender showstopper then, and then you know I started teaching kids. I wanted to teach kids and I uh, got a lot of, you know, uh, male and female kids who wanted to learn uh, modeling and who wanted to learn fashion. And so I was doing this, you know, side by side. That, is, that uh, is beautiful. And, like we are actually teaching. approaching, we are actually approaching the brighter parts of your life now. Right? Yes, we are approaching the brighter part of our life. Yeah. Yes. So and, uh, yeah. you're actually coming to the brighter parts of your life. Now you have to tell me that how did you become a fashion model? How did I become what? A fashion model. model, yes. A fashion model. So I told you that, you know, Rishi had taken a lot of pictures of mine and that started being circulated to a lot of media houses. And uh, it so happened that it went to one of the choreographers, you know, in Rajasthan. And uh, he was looking for a you know, trans girl to be launched on a, on, a, on a ramp because in India it never happened. And that mm-hmm. was such a big stage, like, you know, Jaipur, and then you have Birla Auditorium, which is huge. Like Birla Auditorium was a huge. And the first time I walked the ramp, you know, I was totally blank. I could see nothing, you know, nothing, uh, this thing. What I could hear is claps. Claps of my, you know, co-models who were at the backstage. They were like hooting for me. And I could hear that. I could hear just, you know, uh, the claps of the people who were standing. But I could see nothing. You know, my breath just went away. Totally, the first time I was walking, I walked one ramp, came back, and again I walked and exited. And that happened. I said, really, did I do it? You know, did I finally do it? And, and all the models came in, started hugging me. And that show, we also had Aditi Govitrikar also walking for some designer. You know, she came in and she said, you know, you're a very brave girl. And I've never seen a trans girl before on the ramp. You know, we have seen gay models and all, but we've never seen a you know, trans girl. So, you know, I was very happy, very, very happy. So that yeah. gave me a push. The second push was when I became India's first trans cover model. I was featured on the cover of Tehelka. Okay. Uh, you know, incidentally or coincidentally, you can say, in the West, there is this guy called Bruce Jenner, who is stepfather of Kim Kardashian. Okay. And he had won Olympics in 1976 for USA gold. And what um, Mr. Neeraj Chopra done for us, he did for uh, his country. And he changed his sex at the age of 65. And he was put up, and she was put up at a top page of uh, Vanity Affair. Same month, there was another trans model called Lavarni Cox, who was featured on Time magazine. Okay. So we had two girls in the West. Now, Tehelka wanted to have an answer for them because they said, why can't we do it in India? So they also again started looking for girls and then girls and girls. So then Rishi sent my pictures to them. 
and they liked me they called me and next day was like you know they said come for a photo shoot okay so i went for photo shoot for the first time i was like somebody's like you know painting my face and i done sari shoot by then but you know this was this was huge for me and uh, but i could not believe i said aise bol rahe honge na like kyon tel cut dalega mujhe kaur pesh pe because we have always seen you know people diplomatic diplomats and you seen prime ministers and you seen chief ministers on the cover page why they will put me you yeah, know yeah. so jab tak wo aa nahi gaya i didn't tell anyone when it came they called me they said, hey you have you seen your cover as where is it so you know they just called me they gave me first copy i was so happy to see myself on the cover I was like oh i'm flying on the you know uh, like cloud 9 now and same same time cnn and ibn you know which was such a big channel of network 18 they called me and they said we want to do a documentary with you i said okay so but you know again we ha- i have worked very hard i it's not that you know everything offered offered to me in sort of platter yeah, even exactly. at cnn and ibn i worked very very hard on the documentary we worked 10 days and but results came out really nicely so it was showcased five times in two days saturday and sunday and then my dad had you know looked up those uh, in, uh, this thing that uh, thing uh, documentary and he got my number from the uh, media house and he called me back home in 2015 so 2015 was a remarkable year for me oh yes so your dad called you back and that was such so, so great yes, news and my dad was in supportive he was very supportive and mm-hmm. uh, the next step was to my surprise i was uh, choreographing somebody's mrs india competition and uh, that guy told me you know i was i was doing my best but this uh, honor the honor of that mrs india he told him president he said you know tum do kodi ka chakka bhi tu do kodi ka hijra tum kya mera shukriya karega get out from here and he uh, and you know what i slapped him i said look don't use such words you know for me first of all secondly if you are very proud of your mrs india wait you announce now i'm going to announce after you and i'll make it more successful than you have you know and same thing happened you know i was very angry i was i was you know i wanted to take my revenge back on him i wanted to do this thing so and also my you know i got this uh, motivation from my girl who was working in my home we were watching feminine miss india on television and said why we don't have something for you know unprivileged like us because i am a married woman and i want to part participate but i will not have that much of money to pay i said theek hai hum log kuch karte hain so i started my own platform which was mihm mrs india homemakers in 2015 and from then that's a history i've been doing beauty pageants but in 2016 i didn't know that i'm kisi aur ko queen banate banate i'll become a queen i'll become a beauty queen you know i didn't oh, yeah. know that you know so then in 2016 we had this united nations uh, pageant that had approached us and they said uh, we want a miss uh, contestant and i told my uh, this thing uh, assistant please don't you uh, know uh, tell them no he said uh, ma'am you know uh, why we can find somebody i said if you find somebody send their picture and that assistant no mind send my picture okay i got selected and on my passport by then i was a female because in 2014 we had supreme court what you call nasa judgment which had come that if you have gone for surgery or not a surgery you can have your sex uh, change on your papers okay so any which i landed up in jamaica uh, in 2016 and uh, my you know uh, this one and i looked like tra- little trans then so my uh, uh, this one my director asked me i said are you trans i said yes he is sorry girl this spelling not for trans for uh, natural born women but i told him i i i requested him i said i have come all the way from india spending so much of money and i'm all set give me a chance you know at least 
So um, he said, why should I give you a chance? And I told, give him an example of Miss, Miss Universe. They said, they have eradicated this. They said, if you are not born as a, uh, this thing, not born as a girl, but you hold a passport of a girl, you're entitled to come to Mrs., uh, sorry, Miss Universe. So yeah. I said, fine. They said, fine. Okay, I agree. So I uh, started competing. It was like 10 days uh, event, you know. So everywhere I became, I became proud favorite. I don't know why, but I became proud favorite from day one. My hotel's favorite, my staff favorite, everybody favorite. My co-contestant favorite. So I got Miss Congeniality and I got uh, Miss United Nations Ambassador then, you know. So since I was the first time, you know, like subtitle of United Nations Ambassador, I got this, you know, uh, what you call that nasha, that, okay, I want more crowns and I want more oh, crowns. Yeah. You know, yeah, I want to write jacket for me. And one, 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 one drive what was there, what people were not writing about me. Like now how media looks at me, no, then, then they were not looking, they were not writing. There's a cheek, yeah, trans, I, yeah, jeet, yeah, kya ho, yeah, you know, they were not, they were not wanting to uh, write because even 2016, you know, um, 377 was uh, not uh, decriminalized, you know, change happened when I started competing in, you know, like in 2017, I became Miss World Diversity. In 2018, I became Miss World Diversity. And in 2018, I remember, kuch, kuch start media tenda, mera, hai? 2017, gaya tha, but not so much. And 2019, when I won for the three times Mrs. Uh, sorry, Miss World Diversity, there was a huge news, you know, I, I became viral overnight, you know. So there was huge news everywhere, Instagram was full of me and, you know, uh, the social media was full of me and uh, newspaper full of me. And I was covered every damn where, to the BBC, Hindi, to everywhere I was covered. So I was like, yeah. this is it, you know, this is, this is it. So, is uh, yeah, so that, that was it. And I became beauty queen and 2020 again, I became beauty queen online. 2021, I became beauty queen online. So now I said, okay, ho gaya. but you know, somewhere down the line in 2018, when I went to Dubai, you know, mm-hmm. I, we were introduced to small kids because small kids had come, you know, for a beauty pageant also, they had different budget. So now these, some of the school, some of the, this, this small kids, like six years old, five years old, they had come without parents, okay? They came only with the director. There was a small little girl, uh, I'll say black girl from uh, Lesotho, and, uh, you know, which is in South Africa. And she was, she, her name was Laila, okay? And uh, I don't know, we got very comfortable with each other, you know? Like she used to start sleeping with me, we started sharing the room. I said, okay, come and sleep with me. And I got that motherly uh, feeling for the first time, you know, called the it mountain Oh my God, uh, motherly, I got it for the first time. And, you know, Joe Fiasco was on the stage, pe, uh, you know, she was like, was misannounced as a winner or a different category. She came back, she, she went for crowning and sorry, 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 it's not you, somebody else. Laila came back, you know, I was standing at the back, okay, she hugged me, you know, and she was in tears. And I was also in tears with her. I don't know why, you know, I was also in tears with her. And we both like crying, 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 crying. And, you know, people are watching what's happening at the back, you know. <laughs> so, yeah. anyways, her name was finally announced that she was a winner, okay. Then she went very happy and all. And then she came to me and she called me mom. She said, mom, you know, I won the crown. I said, very good, very good, very good. And I also won the crown. This so, beautiful huh, little born. This beautiful little yeah, born that got created. Wow. Like, so, beautifully. And, boy, yeah, obviously, we, we shared a good bond. Today also, like, you know, we are still in touch with each other. I have her mom's number. I call her up and, you know, we talk on the phone so much. And, but you know, that, that, and when I came back to India, I know I didn't, I didn't imagine that I'm going to have a child, but God had made plans for me to bring a child in my, in my, uh, this thing. And my immediate family member was getting separated and we had an IVF baby and none of them wanted to take a charge of her. 
So I requested my dad and my dad was very, you know, supportive. I said, dad, I want to have this baby. So my dad said, you would you be able to handle her? I said, yes. So dad said, if you are ready, I'm ready for you. So we had a battle to, you know, in, in the court that we fought, but um, I could not get her custody, you know, but then finally my mo- mom and dad said, okay, fine, we'll get her custody. So they got her custody in their name and but finally the baby is mine. My uh, daughter used to call my dad Nana and uh, my mom, she's still called Nani and my mom, my sister, my brother, my sister, everybody's so attached to her. She's three years old. And definitely, you know, it gives me the most, the, I am very happy that I, she came in my life. I tell all the parents, you know, even the state couple, they don't go for IVF, go for adoption. You know, they were, he had a movie like Mimi that had come. So, oh, you know, yeah, they, for example, so I tell, I tell everybody that please, for God's sake, don't, don't go for surrogacy, adopt a baby. But this was not it. I have, have faced a lot of discrimination also. Like, you know, I told you about that. I organize pageants. So. There was this one uh, incident that had happened with me in Gurgaon's, uh, one of the, you know, park in by Redison that, you know, they canceled my booking because uh, I was a trans girl and uh, that came in media also, everybody covered in Gurgaon. So I had faced my share of, uh, you know, even after becoming a celebrity, I have faced a lot of challenges uh, in terms of uh, discrimination and which I really want to fight. And... Uh, recently I have started working with a school called MM Public School and uh, that school we have started working with a project called Indra Dhanush Rainbow and that is going to sensitize you know children for LGBTQ uh, 10th, 11th and 12th students so uh, we've just started and on 10th of March we are launching that project. I actually wanted to ask you like has society accepted trans women to a certain extent or no? People have not accepted us you know why? Because a lot of trans women need to change themselves. They need to, if, if we want, we say that, you know, we want to be streamlined. We want to become, you know, one of you. We have to be dressing up like one of you. We have to be talking like one of you, you know. We can't be just doing clapping and we can't be becoming nude in public and all. Because that's what state community doesn't do it, you know. People don't do it. If we want to call ourselves as one society, we say in Hindi, the Jesa Desh Vesa Bhesh, right? So if you want to be streamlined, main streamlined, you have to have the etiquettes to be in the, in the, in the, in the community, in the state society. What I see also for my trans sisters, you know, um, they go in for their breast implant surgeries and they were such deep necklines, you know, everything is visible, you know, that puts me off because I said, Hey girl, you want to be a girl. You wanted to be a girl. You've become a girl now. Why are you showing off? You know, or I see them wearing some short dresses, you know, going to Gurgaon's, uh, this thing, Sahara, Pla- Sahara Mall and doing prostitution work and educated girls, you know, who are looking absolutely beautiful, damn, drop red gorgeous. Why can't they make careers in modeling? Why can't they make their careers in, you know, in a flight attendant? Because they can do a lot of work because I saw in uh, Vistara, uh, I think a year or two back, they were uh, announced, you know, they wanted to hire trans girls, but they never got a trans girl. And trans girls today are modeling. They are mod- modeling for a lot of these, uh, you know, what you call e-commerce sites, they could do it. But then, you know, I feel sad that Hamlog, you know, we, we, we always blame you guys that you're not accepting us, you're laughing on us, you are not being discriminational. Then it's not your fault totally. It's fault of uh, our girls also. And even a lot of celebrities in, in our community, you know, I will not name anybody here, but when you look at them, they are wearing dirty clothes and they are still, you know, 
want to be uh, you know presented as old school trans girls and trans women which i am not in favor of i believe that you know you are part of society let let you know don't you should not look like you know somebody whom people should be scared of looking at like when i told you that i went to the school and uh, the school kids were so open you know i was wearing this maroon blazer and a trouser and they were so welcoming to me everybody came up to me and they said ma'am we want a selfie with you and this and that and they were very happy and they connected to me on instagram and they said oh ma'am we are your fan and we are waiting when you are coming back to our school so that is the kind of response you get when you are one of them mm-hmm. so also yeah. you mentioned that your dad accepted you back but what about your mother no she hasn't accepted me till now till date she hasn't accepted me she uh would tell me me nakata di you know uh mm-hmm. if there is some you know wedding in my uh, relatives i am not supposed to go there you know i am not um, i am not supposed to meet my relatives till date uh, because wo kya bolenge even i when i was staying because after dad passed away i am asked by my dad late dad to be staying here so i'm staying here because my late dad told me i am not supposed to you know go to the balcony if i'm going out my ola or my uber had to come has to come on my doorstep it has to drop me on the doorstep so the people don't see me so these kind of restrictions are there she isn't proud of what i achieved till now oh she isn't proud she isn't it breaks the heart i mean because of all the stigma attached to it yes i mean she says that thing like you know um people and the neighborhood they're laughing on me and i keep telling her i said mama you know they will laugh once they laugh two twice maybe they're laughing on their own but why are you thinking they're laughing on you you know maybe they are having some conversation on their own but my mom thinks that you know they are doing it because of me yeah and it's a very bad you know it's, it's, it is very it becomes very sad for me but then life has to go life has to move on if i start thinking that you know my mom is saying this my mom is not accepted I can't get everything in my life, you know. I can't get. It's, it's it's difficult for me to get everything in my life. I've got a kid. I think I'm seeing my childhood in her. She loves me. She loves me like anything, you know. I I I see that love of even my mom in her, you know. She's so possessive about me that she she doesn't want you know people to touch my things. Also, you know, she is so possessive and she's so proud. And when I'm looking good, you know what she does? She just says thumbs up, you know. and i feel i feel happy i feel happy with when when my kid is there yeah i haven't seen love of my parents but i've seen love of my kid and that is that is like i think the best thing that i could do you are a beautiful person i have to tell you you are such a beautiful person nash so uh, nearing the end of this uh, you know of the podcast i would last ask like to ask you what what are your concrete learnings from your life experiences oh uh i will say that first of all uh, never give up because mm-hmm. um when you say that you know you want to give up you don't know what lies uh, in front of you um you know you have to be very cons- consistent in what you're doing you have to maintain that pace there's nothing that is called you know impossible because the world impossible says i am possible so everything is possible when i could do so much in my life without the support of the state community even today also like social uh, society or uh, you know without support of my parents without family support without any friend i don't have a friend you know even single friend 
so you know i could do it so why can't you you know you can uh, definitely learn that second thing is that miracles do happen one has to wait for the right time uh, because when i was a kid i used to pray to god you know god please make me a girl and um, in next birth you know but i never knew that in this birth i'll become a girl and i will be living life for woman uh, in this uh, in this uh, in this, uh, in this uh, life only i'll see that and uh, one thing is that uh, become deaf you know to the world you know because if you start listening to the world somewhere down the line you're going to lose yourself you know you will be losing your focus you will be losing your uh, identity because people are not going to be happy with you you can't make everybody happy everybody so happy, yeah. yeah and you have to become deaf because you if you believe in what you are doing then keep doing it you know nobody it doesn't matter if uh, your parents tell you lok kya kahenge you know agar hamara beta fashion designer ban raha hai people think that you know becoming fashion designer is a very girly thing there's nothing like that in the professional and all they have they, they don't have any gender attached to it you know and last but not the least which i want to tell everybody is that if you you know want respect in the society then start giving respect to others you know in my life um you know i started giving respect to everybody whom i meet i wish um, you know even a uh, what you call peon in the uh, in, in corporate when i go for the training and i also wish the general manager and ceos or the presidents of the company so you have to respect everybody if you want to uh, say that you want equality then treat people other people also with equality you know i have today which i i'll say is that i feel equal with society because i feel that i have you know made feel them equals but then there are definitely illiterates who will not understand it you know i don't have to bother it's okay they are illiterates they will never be able to they are conditioned to to mm. uh not like your concept you know whether you are a woman who's uh, a pilot or they are they are not conditioned to see women in power you know so trans women also women at the end of the day so this message goes out to women that there will be people uh, definitely you know going against you when you going in the power don't bother you are such a beautiful person naj and i have to tell you like you. you look smashing in sarees honestly you. it was such a pleasure it was such a pleasure having you here thank you so much thank you so much for being thank here. you and thank you you made me cry <laughs> I don't cry in my you know in interviews, but you really just like maybe the point which which I which I really you know miss in my life. It was so good having you. Thank you so much. Same here. Same here. Thank you so much. Thanks to you also. Thank you so much. Bye bye. Bye.